something different than the standard topics. Now, we're going to talk about Justin Trudeau a little bit because how could you not with what's going on right now? But I think it's better to take some time to really outline what's happening in Canadian politics with conservatives and the unbelievable things that the conservatives across this country are saying. Hello, Ryan. In the chat, what's up? Please, guys, as usual, like this video, share it, please. Follow me on Twitter at Devastator48 and follow me on Instagram at Bro. Here's the thing. You can see it's floating down there at the bottom of the screen just for you to check out. So, <clears throat> I mean, we could just jump right into it, but guys... Have you heard the things that the conservatives across this country are saying? Have you heard that they sound like they were against all restrictions and mandates and they were only doing it begrudgingly from the beginning? Yeah, I mean, uh, Ryan's talking about watching all the brave people in Ottawa. Yeah, I mean, the, the Ottawa stuff is is wild the fact that there are more people going there or maybe not even more but just the fact that people are not leaving despite what justin trudeau is doing is is impressive i mean the canadians of all people are the ones that launched this massive thing and and you know to think about it, it is it is an amazing thing that's happening it's an amazing thing. So, guys, I'm going to start with your boy, Doug Ford. Um, why? Well, he is, uh, he's got, I mean, I, I, I'm going to say that he wins hands down, but you can be the judge. Let's listen to this guy. You know, we, we did what we had to do to protect the people of Ontario. The feds are doing what they have to do, and, uh, we're giving the tools to the police to get the job done. Folks, look, let's you listen know, to this, this guy. Country. I've never seen this country in this province so divided. You know, it, it has affected friendships, it's affected co-workers, it's affected families. And I can tell you guys, I faced all three of them. And man, it, it's, it's challenging. Yeah, I know you have. Um, because your daughter is a reasonable human. Who probably thinks you're nuts, Doug. So I don't I can't even I gotta backtrack because 
affecting this country and this province. So let's unite this country. I've never seen this country and this province so divided. This guy, this elected official, has the nerve to look at you and say he's never seen this country so divided? Unbelievable. You have been dividing the country and province, Doug. You have. You have been divisive. You have been a fear monger and you have been driving people apart for two years. And now you're acting like you're shocked? You know, it has affected friendships, it's affected co workers, it's affected families. And I can tell you guys. Now, I can only imagine that Laura is half joking. I highly doubt his daughter got to him. I mean, <laughs> what is happening here is that it is no longer politically advantageous for conservatives to be pro mandate. They see an opportunity to seize power federally because it almost just seems like Justin Trudeau is being set up. Like, He's being fed lines and it's continually making his life worse. But I don't want to get distracted with him yet because he, wow, he is, he is messing up. So, but this guy, this guy has the nerve to talk about being the, talk about the country being divisive. Anyway, let's hear what he has to say. I faced all three of them and man, it, it's, it's challenging, especially on the fam on, on the family side. Guys, I, I get it. On the family side, I bet it is. I'm, I'm just as frustrated as anyone else. We want to get through this. I want to get these mandates moving. And we made some great announcements yesterday. On In two days, we're, we're going to be going to 100% in restaurants. On March the 1st, we're just going to open things up. And thank God. Think about this. Ontario, even with the Vax Pass, had lowered capacity in restaurants. Still sticking it to business owners. Still. Even if they're doing the Vaxport. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm no secret that, you know, with, with these uh, passports, Vax passports, I, I wasn't sold on them, but went along and... I wasn't sold on them, but I went along. The doctor said, he's going to say right away, the doctor said, so I went along with it. We did what we had to do because the, the doctor... Said, the doctor do said so it's given the police the tools that they need we all understand that the doctors like don't actually have any say right i mean that is very clear and evident for anyone paying attention the doctors don't have say They're, it's all political theater to, to move the occupiers on it's easy for us to sit here in toronto and in hamilton and around the gta Imagine being held hostage, a million people. They, they can't go downtown. They can't even go to the mall downtown to go shopping. It's crazy. And I, again, I'm the first to say the, we have the right to protest. And we have, the, I believe, in freedoms and liberties in this country. And I, I'd never, ever want to squash that. But when you're whole. I'm just getting a message in the link. I imagine it's from Cliff. Because it was posted by me and he's an admin for my page. Um, we won't look at it right now, but I've opened up a link. So thank you, Cliff, 
for sending that. Anyway, guys, he's talking. Doug Ford is talking about how unfair it is to people who can't go downtown. You did this. You did this. This is crazy. Like, and you know what the sick part is? There's a bunch of conservative voters. Sorry, let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, hold on a second. There's a bunch of conservative voters who are going to fall in line with this and be like, oh, they didn't want to do that. They really didn't want to. You know what's amazing? is like there's these people on the internet. When you comment on a conservative politician's stuff negatively, they go, oh, you must be an NDP supporter. There's other options, you know. You don't just have to be an NDP supporter. To dislike the conservative party. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. I'm. He's saying he's excited for a great show. We don't know. We don't know. By the way, I would love to talk to you about the town hall from my former company today sometime, Justin. That'd be awesome. But uh, I heard some great things already. But anyway, I don't want to get distracted with the comments. Doug Ford is a hypocrite, and that's what we're looking at. Holding up the economy, and you're costing $700 million, and that's just short-term. Long-term, some companies just say, that's it, we're out of here, we're gone. You never get them back. Well, all the three of you... He's acting like the tone in his voice is like he's the opposition party complaining about the government doing things like he didn't do it do do, do you hear that is it me because that's what he sounds like to me he sounds like he didn't do the restrictions he's just like a bystander watching it happen who had no control over it like he's complaining about them yeah levels of uh, police forces are working together colin it's the municipal and provincial and federal and I, I can't, I, you know, obviously everyone knows I don't direct the police. I'm not allowed to direct them, and I have no need to. We have just phenomenal police officers, and hopefully they're going to move them on as quickly as possible. <laughs> but I just asked the protesters, guys, we're, we're moving out of this. Why, why? Why cause pain? The ironic thing is, Colin, they're, they're saying the freedoms, we're giving them freedoms, but they're hurting more people. We're moving out of the restrictions? The only thing that changed that made you, Doug, start changing out of, moving out of restrictions is that there's a convoy in Ottawa. That's what did it. Don't act like it's not what did it. We all know that's what did it. He's acting like they're being redundant. The only reason things have been moving is because of them. And we all know it. And you know it, and Jason Kenny knows it, and Justin Trudeau knows it. That's why he's fighting, because he is not allowed to end the restrictions, because his puppet master won't let him, in my opinion. Then the pandemic could ever hurt. Ever no, hurt. no. What did you just say? Ever hurt. Hold on, we got to hear this again. They're, they're saying the freedoms, we're giving them freedoms, but they're... We're giving them freedoms. You don't give freedoms. You protect them. That is your job. Go out and protect my freedoms, Doug. 
Anyway, he's going to say that the pandemic, this hurts more people than the pandemic ever did. No, no. I mean, if you want to talk about what COVID did, yes. This might be hurting more people than COVID did because COVID wasn't really that bad, right? 3,000 people with deaths attributed to COVID in Alberta, for example, and almost none of them are actually COVID deaths. They're deaths with COVID. So we're looking at a couple hundred people probably that died of COVID in Alberta. I don't know the number, obviously, but yeah, so... Stop. No one believes you. Hurting more people than the pandemic could ever Oh, he's terrible. Hundreds of thousands of jobs, millions of families. Oh, you... and, uh, oh whoops. Why cause pain? The ironic thing is, Colin, we're, we're moving out of this. Hundreds of thousands of jobs. Sorry, I accidentally clicked back for a second, so I just guessed where we're at here. So let's check it out. Why? Why, why cause pain? The ironic oh, my thing goodness. Is, it's hard to watch multiple times. Oh. I went back too far, but when he says we're giving them freedoms, it, it does something inside of me. Hundreds of thousands of jobs, millions of families. You know, as simple as even the food processing companies can't get certain ingredients. Oh. Certain widgets can't get across the border. And then there's just hard. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm pretty sure I'm about to have stuff that's going to get held up at the border. Because it's ground delivery. Whatever. It can sit. It's okay. I'll be okay. We'll all be okay. So, it is what it is. Devin can wait. Working people that just don't believe in it. And, and that's their choice. This is about, again, a democracy and freedoms. This is about democracy and freedom. You heard it here first, folks. Follow him. He's the best. Um, we got some great comments here. Um, you know, I'm not even going to read them. He didn't sacrifice his paycheck. You know what else he didn't sacrifice? <laughs> Any meals. <laughs> Uh, oh i mean it's true what about the two years of mandates that have destroyed businesses and families i mean this guy it's like he that interview it's it's like he's like a third party bystander complaining about it but he's like someone but he comes across as like someone who doesn't really watch the news or anything and so he doesn't, like, he doesn't know how to articulate the problems with restrictions or something. I don't know. It's crazy. I It's, it's hard to watch, man. Like, it's wild. But anyway, so he's your first one. Now, guys, I know this one. <laughs> I know this one's going to upset some people, but I think he's important because I don't trust him at all. I don't trust Pierre Polyev at all. He's part of the conservative party and he's been silent for two years. Now we're going to listen to him and like, look, when I listen to him talk, I like him too. I want to hear him talk. You know, I do. I like him. I want to like him. I want to believe him, but he 
He has been silent until it's politically advantageous. And now they've gotten rid of Aaron O'Toole. And that was who the elites were putting in charge. Like you'll remember before the last election, he talked about running and then all of a sudden overnight. Nope, not running. I'm not running. I'm not doing it. Yeah, exactly. He says the right things. Where have you been for the last two years, bro? Says, oh, says Laura. I'm still voting PPC. Maxime Bernier is the only one who's been consistently saying the things that I want. He's been on the ground floor of all these events. He was one of the one of two federal politicians who came and filmed outside of Grace Life when it got when it got uh, fenced up. And I just I'm I'm voting purple, I, and I have to, out of principle, you know. No, Maxime is not a Christian. Um, Maxime's not a Christian. And yet he's still willing to entertain Christian values. Listen to us. And, 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 and look, you know what? Maybe he gets elected and maybe he is just a shill, but he's the only one who's actually been doing the stuff. He was in Ottawa honking horns. So it is what it is. I have to, I have to go PPC still, no matter what, no matter what. And we're going to get into another reason why I have to go PPC. Even if I wanted to vote conservative, I can't vote conservative in my area, ever. I will never vote for the person who's there. So, that's what it is. Anyway, let's listen to Pierre. It's only 49 seconds. Let's look at how this government uses the powers it has. This very week, they decided to invoke the never-before-used Emergency Act. An act with such vast powers... It was not used after the attacks of 9-11, was not used when a gunman actually came in to the parliamentary buildings and had shot Good point. a Canadian uh, soldier dead, was not used Good point, with man. The, rail blo- the blockades of the pipeline in British Columbia. This powers, these powers will allow the government to invade the privacy, the freedoms, and even the bank accounts of Canadians, and that's why Conservatives will fight it all the way. Wow. I mean, he's going epic. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. That was a pretty good video. <laughs> like, I'm having a hard time because uh, uh, that was pretty great. You know? Um, you know, uh, let's see. Um, oh, of course it's got my. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. Yeah, no, I mean, he did pretty good. I'm not going to lie to you, but I just. I don't, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. I can't trust him. I won't trust him. If he won, I would breathe a sigh of relief, honestly, even though I I still don't trust him. (sighs) Maybe Pierre is a plant. He seems too good to be true. Well, if you look at his voting record, um, I mean, he has voted on, um, like, all the big issues that I would have to look at he is on the other side of so um he's not going to he's not gonna he's not gonna sway me at all i got some junk stuck to my hand from work here oh it's fuzzy ah anyway okay 
Unfortunately, he is. Yeah, here you go. Unfortunately, he is for abortion, gay marriages, and the last bill that was passed. Well, I don't want to say he's for the last bill that was passed. The Bill C-4 thing was a huge debacle. And um, I have some political info on that from someone who works in politics. And that's all I can say. But let's just, like... The conservative party, a lot of them were tricked and confused into not voting Bill C-4. It was thrown at them at the last second when they had taken their taking their earpieces out. Yeah, and I mean, this is the thing. He voted against gender side, we're calling it. Um, where'd that go? Yeah. So, he, he yeah, like, just... Where was he for the last two years? Now he's saying all the right things. Where was he, right? That's really what it comes down to. So, guys, uh, let's close that. Now we're going to go to Jason Kenny's Twitter feed, which is a wild ride, man. So, if we scroll up to the top, he's got a pinned tweet. It says, Today I've signed a letter along with Premier Scott Moe Governor Gian Forte and 15 other American governors urging President Biden and Prime Minister Trudeau to drop the cross-border vaccine mandate for truckers. It's bad public health theater and it needs to go. So this is like, whatever. Um, writing a letter urging a leftist Prime Minister and President is all political theater. This is, he says, it's bad public health theater and it needs to go. Yeah. How about your, your public health theater for the last two years, fake numbers, fake hospital numbers, a continually decreasing number of beds that are allocated for COVID, but then saying that. The COVID wards are packed, even though the numbers of beds keep going down. How about that for political theater or for public health theater? Thanks for sending the letter, Jason. We're all really happy about it. It's great. So I'm I'm not even looking at this though. <sighs> oh my goodness. So there was an environmental extremist axe attack. Wow, <clears throat> that is really bad stuff, actually. That's okay, that's not what we want. Oh, look at this. After achieving a 97% vaccination rate, the U of Alberta will suspend its vaccination directive and campus ready program on February 28th. So what happens to the people that, like, say, lost sports scholarships? Do they get their sports scholarship back? You got a 97% vaccination rate because you got rid of the unvaccinated students. You ruined their careers and now they're not going there. So do they get their stuff back? Do they get their lives back? Do they get their education back? Brutal. And look, he's all, oh, I appreciate this common sense move. Wow, man. Alberta's government is taking further action. Oh, no, okay. We don't want that. 
Now, let's hear what he's got to say here, because this was another, this is something I wanted to listen to. So he says, one, blockades must end and order must be restored, but invocation of the Federal Emergencies Act is disproportionate and unjustified. Freezing people's bank accounts without due process violates natural justice. You want to talk about violating natural justice, Jason? I'd like to respond to the federal invocation of the Emergencies Act. First of all, uh, these illegal blockades have to stop. Canada is a country based on the rule of law, and it has to apply to everyone, regardless of what cause they stand for. And so I once again urge the folks involved in the blockade in Ottawa uh, to move on and to continue their protests in legal ways. Uh, They can continue to raise their points. And I agree, agree with a lot of those points, for example, around opposing the federal trucker vaccine mandate. But the Prime Minister's decision now to invoke the Federal Emergencies Act disturbs me greatly. I raised my strong opposition on behalf of the Alberta government. It disturbs him greatly. Do you remember when you froze the economy and then uh, tons of people lost their jobs, their livelihoods, their businesses, and you were like, oh, here's a grant for $2,000. And um, many businesses barely made it, and many of them collapsed. And it drove more businesses, more money to big box stores. Do you remember that? <clears throat> Jason, do, do you remember how there were a bunch of small businesses, restaurants, things like that, that uh, struggled and barely made it for two years? And then you brought in the restrictions exemption program and bullied and coerced them using AHS as your hammer uh, to subject people to um, a ridiculous policy of checking their vaccine status. You bullied and coerced small businesses into hurting other people. That's what you did. You did that. So why are we sitting here listening to you complain about a power grab? I, the only reason we can pry your ultimate power from your hands is because there is some sort of politically advantageous thing going on in the background that is encouraging all of you guys to all of a sudden flip and make Justin Trudeau look as bad as possible. And that's very smart. But it's, there's no heart change here. You are not this awesome conservative guy you claim to be. When we were consulted with other premiers earlier this week, and I understand we've since been joined by six other Canadian provinces opposing this unnecessary overreach. We have the tools that we need at the provincial level to maintain law and order, as was demonstrated at the Coots border crossing earlier this week. But it, using for the first time ever these extraordinary... Yeah, I mean, say what you want about Justin Trudeau, but he still hasn't fenced off a church and and, ha- and directly had pastors arrested, right? So we can all talk about how terrible Justin Trudeau is, Jason, but you're the same thing. You're the same thing. 
Sorry about the silence. I cannot find my video. Oh yeah, it's, there it is. Extraordinary powers uh, is, creates a very disturbing precedent for the prime minister now and his government to be able to uh, arbitrarily freeze people's bank accounts, possibly based on the opinions that they have stated or donations. What about arbitrarily jailing or fining people for hanging out in a crowd that's too big for your liking? What about that? For health and safety. What about that part? No? Okay. ...that they have made, and without having to go to a judge, to court, to get an order. This is outside of our democratic norms, and it's disproportionate. Uh, yes, the law must be enforced, but we can... This is outside of our democratic norms. Like, you're hearing this. This is real. This is not fake. This is actually him saying this. I know it's hard to believe that he would have the audacity to say this stuff, but he is. And do that in Canada without resorting to these kinds of extreme measures. And I'm also urge the prime minister to turn down the temperature. Stop calling people you disagree with effectively Nazis. All that does is to further and... Not even effectively Nazis. He just straight up called... One chick, a Jew, by the way, a Nazi, said, do you hang out with Nazis? Irresponsibly inflame an already sensitive situation. So Alberta will continue strongly to oppose uh, this uh, unnecessary and, I believe, a counterproductive use of this extraordinary law, the Emergencies Act. Wow. I mean, good stuff, Jason. So... He's got more here, but what I want to show you guys is, um, now I didn't listen to this. This is a cold viewing for me. Okay. Um, but here, but this is, I'm, I'm going to cover what, what Justin said here after, because we're still on the conservative hypocrisy bus. So, I don't know. Let me know who you think is the bigger hypocrite right now in the comments. Is it is it Doug Ford or Jason Kenney so far? Or Pierre Polyev? Now, the video I showed for Pierre Polyev, albeit, was not really that great for showing off that he's terrible. But it is what it is. I'm not going to find another video, you know? So, it is what it is. But... Moving on. So, again, this is the reason, this guy is the reason I cannot vote for the Conservative Party. Um, in my riding. Member for Sturgeon River Parkland. Mr. Speaker, I've never seen such shameful and dishonorable remarks coming from this Prime Minister. My great-grandfather flew over 30 missions over Nazi Germany. My great-great-uncle's body lies at the bottom of the English Channel. There are members of this Conservative caucus who are the descendants of victims of the Holocaust. For the Prime Minister to accuse any colleague in this House of standing with the swastika is shameful. I'm That's like really emotional, Dane. You're like really, you're like really intense. You, you did you did good, man. We're, we all believe you, that you have feelings and you're not a robot. We all believe you. Giving the Prime Minister an opportunity, I'm calling on him to unreservedly apologize for this shameful remark. The Right Honourable Prime Minister. 
so here's the background of Dane. Um, Dane Lloyd is the MP in my area, member of parliament. And when my pastor was arrested, Dane Lloyd called him and manipulated him over the phone and used Bible verses to try and convince him to sign his release papers because Dane Lloyd didn't want the political train wreck of having a pastor jailed who who is jailed in the Spruce Grove region, arrested in Spruce Grove in his riding. And so he did everything he could to convince James that he should sign those papers. Now, what's amazing about that story is that what James's wife told us is that that was one of the only times where James's resolve had been affected, where he was actually considering signing papers and being released. It was because of Dane Lloyd. Aaron, my pastor's wife, even said that she wanted to drive down there and yell at him. Or maybe she didn't say yell, but she wanted to tell him what the facts were. So, for that very reason, I can never vote for Dane Lloyd, ever. Ever. He is a phony. He is a fraud. And he was an avid Aaron O'Toole supporter. So what does he know about conservatism? He is, he claims to be a believer. And I do not see any fruit in his life publicly. So that's where I'm at. Canadians deserve their freedoms back. Mr. Speaker, these illegal blockades... The, like, we can't even wrap our heads around the level of hypocrisy coming from Justin. Now, he's not in the contest. But... Um, he is the biggest hypocrite. It is amazing what you just heard him say. That Canadians deserve their freedoms back. Anybody's saying that the convoy has stolen our freedoms? This is real life. Canadians deserve their freedoms back. Mr. Speaker, these illegal blockades that have continued to interfere with people's livelihoods, to interfere with people's, uh, people's daily lives, uh, have... I have to interrupt the Honourable Prime Minister, so... I'm not going to lie to you. I love that in our Canadian parliament, the yell and stuff. It's, it's, it's really fun. It's really fun to watch. Everyone to calm down so we can hear the calm answer. Down. The right honorable prime minister. Mr. Speaker, the. Oh, Dane. Dane's acting like one of those aggressive women when you tell them to calm down. Isn't he? Acting like you're super offended that someone brought the Holocaust into this. Give me a break, Dane. No one, no one should believe you. Anyway, let's hear what the let's hear what the right honorable Justin Trudeau has to say. Mr. Speaker, 
The measures put forward in this uh, Emergencies Act are proportional, are responsible, and quite frankly, uh, are completely folded within the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. The steps that we are taking are important and measured to restore order and freedoms to Canadians in this country. That is exactly what we are doing. Well, member for Sturgeon River, Parkland. Mr. Speaker, the lack of an apology from that Prime Minister speaks volumes. I have given this Prime Minister an opportunity to retract a shameful remark where he would accuse any honourable member of this House to stand with a swastika. As I said before, we have colleagues who are the descendants of victims of the Holocaust. I'm giving the Prime Minister one more chance. Will he apologize to all members of this House? Uh, I, I don't think he is... Um, I don't think he's going to apologize. The members of the Conservative Party are calling to, uh, to us to take more action over the past two weeks on this. Uh, they continued to stand with and encourage these illegal blockades. Mr. Speaker, uh, Canadians uh, are watching carefully and see exactly where the Conservative politicians who've stood with uh, oh, those blockades we're watching uh, carefully. are standing. We will stand on the side. We are watching carefully, Justin. Don't worry. Of Canadians who deserve their lives back, who deserve their livelihoods back. Um, we deserve our lives back. Canadians deserve their lives back. You can't even make this up that he's saying this. I'm. It is. It is fascinating. Member for Sturgeon River Parkland. My apologies, Mr. Speaker. I didn't write these out, but. The fact is, I don't know how any member of the government caucus can stand by this Prime Minister when he accuses honourable members of this House of standing with a swastika. I'm calling on all members of the Liberal caucus to denounce the Prime Minister. I have given him two chances to apologize. He has refused to apologize. Mr. Prime Minister, apologize. Once again, I want to remind the honourable members, I know this is getting emotional, but place your questions through the speaker, not directly to each other. The right honourable Prime Minister. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Speaker. These illegal blockades have been going on in Ottawa for 20 days now. Uh, people have been... Uh... Oh, you don't like when it, the, the, that it's been over two weeks? That's what you're saying, Justin. That's what you don't like. You don't like that it's, they've been going on for two weeks. People's lives have been affected for more than two weeks. Hey, Justin! Uh, have been interrupted in their daily lives, have been made to feel fearful, have been made uh, to uh, miss shifts uh, at their work in, across southern Ontario. These are things that cannot be stood for, which is why we're moving forward with a responsible set of measures to allow the local police jurisdiction to do their jobs. We continue to defend freedom of expression, freedom of assembly, as long as it's peaceful and legal, Mr. Speaker. Oh. Okay, well, that was pretty hard to get through. I'm not going to lie. He is the worst. But, um... Oh, oh, oh no, I closed my last thing. Wait, or... Yeah, no, I did. Okay, hold on. <sighs> yeah, so... Oh, 
Um, you guys didn't hear that, but that's okay. Let's just um, get this going here. So, guys, I have one more screen share. If you didn't hear what happened, um, what they're actually talking about, this is what they're talking about. This very scene. So we're going to play that as well. Speaker, conservative party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. They can stand with people who wave uh, the Confederate flag. We will choose to stand with Canadians who deserve to be able to get... So I don't know if you guys heard that little reference there to the Confederate flag. Now, it's a lost battle now, but... I don't believe the Confederate flag is its inherent symbol of racism anyway, but it is what it is. It's over. That battle is over. Um, that battle's over. So some guy showed up at the rally at the start with a Confederate flag with a truck on it. And the guy following him around, taking pictures of him looks suspiciously like Justin Trudeau's photographer. Now, you can check that out yourselves. I mean, I'm not 100% sure that it's him, but it sure looks like him. So, Justin Trudeau likes making reference to this Confederate flag thing, but uh, I th we're pretty sure that one was a plant. Also, why are you still wearing your wedding ring, Justin? I'm pretty sure you're not married. ...to their jobs, who be able to stand with Canadians, who deserve to be able to get to their jobs, who be able to get their lives back. These illegal protests need to stop, and they will, Mr. Speaker. I just want to remind the Honourable Members, including the Honourable Right Honourable Prime Minister, to use words that are not inflammatory in the House, and that's for both sides. The Honourable Member for Thornhill. Unbecoming, uh, unbecoming as a Prime Minister. It's been 48 hours that the government went from doing nothing to a national emergency. 48 hours into using the measures, 48 hours without providing Parliament with a justification. So my question is simple. When will the Prime Minister admit that he's lost control of the situation, that he's lost control of his country, that he's lost control of his caucus, and that he's lost control of his leadership? First of all, what's going on with that lady's hair? It's not good. It's not good. Sorry, I don't mean to be rude. It's just, she's a new MP and she was like Aaron O'Toole's golden child, right? Because she's like a Jewish gay MP, right? <clears throat> so, anyway, of course they get her to stand up. Which is pretty smart because she's Jewish ethnically. So, you gotta like that. Look at this guy's face. Justin's face is very angry. Anyway, 
Uh, let's let's uh, let's hear what he has. Of caucus and support for these blockades, the conservative politicians need to make a choice. Are they for the blockades or are they for communities, our economy, and regular Canadians? The member from Provence pointed out about the emergency blockade, the illegal blockades. He has never seen such a patriotic display in Canada. There's nothing patriotic about hurting fellow Canadians. The member from Grand Prairie Mackenzie claims that the economy is not being held hostage. All the while, hundreds of millions of dollars were being lost there's nothing canadian about hurting other canadians or what do you say patriotic this guy man are you i yeah I, I know i just keep doing the same thing pausing and saying i i can't believe this but that is really what it is we just kind of are doing this together Lost in trade, drew to Bauclades. And the member from Sarnia Lambton doesn't believe her constituents need guaranteed access now to the Blue Water Bridge. He's Mr. got his Speaker, little list. We stand with Canadians. You stand with Canadians. Mr. Speaker. This guy's literally. Justin Trudeau is a communist dictator, and he has the nerve to say that he stands with Canadians. I know. I know. Actually, this is kind of cool. It's Andrew Shear standing up. So let's let's hear what Andrew Shear has to say. Mr. Speaker, in 2020, when anti-energy protesters were blocking vital transportation, ships were backed up in ports and trains were stopped. The Prime Minister didn't stop them. In fact, he actually sent a government delegation to meet with them. But now that the protests are about something that he disagrees with, he uses inflammatory language, hurls personal attacks, and makes a massive power grab. We know the PM finds democracy inconvenient and that he admires China's dictatorship. So will the Prime Minister admit that this is all just a move to crack down on dissent? The right Honourable Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker, I would advise the honourable member to be careful in that line of uh, line of questioning before people actually look into what he and his fellow party Conservative Party members said. I love the Canadian Parliament. I want to remind the honourable members that shouting names at each other is not the way this place works. No, 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 no. Before you start clapping, start <laughs> looking at your own benches. Oh, wow. I mean, you got to give the speaker some credit. He is pretty, you know, savage with them as well. So he's being, he seems like he's being pretty fair. Yeah, freezing the bank accounts of peaceful protesters is evil. Yeah, and, like, we know people that have their accounts frozen, right? Uh, Sheldon, who was on, um, Sheldon, who was on uh, Tucker Carlson there at the very start, his account was frozen for two days, I think, is what it was. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, I feel like it, this called for, like, a special something, you know? And, um, I was looking for unjust rulers, things like that. And what came up right off the bat was Psalm 58, which is, uh, an imprecatory prayer, which means you're praying that God would destroy his enemies. Now I'm not saying I, uh, I want to do that. Um, I'd rather they repent. I'd rather they turn to Christ, but look what Psalm 58 says, um, 
right off the bat here, it says, do you indeed speak righteousness, O gods? Do you judge with equity, O sons of men? This is uh, starting in verse one. No. In heart, you work unrighteousness. On earth, you prepare a path for the violence of your hands. The wicked are estranged from the womb. These who speak falsehood wander in error from birth. So, I wanted to point out the second part of uh, verse 1, going into verse 2, and it says, Do you judge with equity, O sons of men? And it says, No. In heart you work on righteousness. And so what do we know about the fallenness of man? Mankind, um, without God, is inherently sinful and has a desire to do sin and commit sin and do evil. That is what the fallen man is. By nature, he is a sinner. And so it is within his nature to sin. That is what he does. That is all he does. By nature, he's a sinner. Straight, flat out, that's what it says. So when you see these politicians all of a sudden turning on a dime, and all of a sudden they're against the mandates, remember that they are sinners. Remember what they've done for the last two years, and that they have helped subjugate you, take away your rights, hurt your income, hurt your family, keep you from fellowshipping, keep you from meeting with your friends and family, and now all of a sudden I'm supposed to believe that they are doing the right thing and they want freedom for everybody. Something is going on in the background. I don't know what it is. But on a dime, all the conservatives switched. And it seems like, to me at least, that they are throwing Justin Trudeau under the bus. And that I believe that the tide has turned on him. And the elitists who control what's going on in the background <clears throat> are ready to replace him. And so they're still letting him go down in a trash heap, um, saying his same stupid nonsense, because that's what it is. And yet he is, um, and yet even other liberals have turned on this issue. And so it is like he is being sold out. It's like he's being thrown under the bus. I don't really know what to make of it. It's very weird, but... Excuse me. That was a yawn. But something is up. And so... Remember, though... I got a little distracted there. Remember, though, that mankind is inherently sinful and wicked... And that we do not judge with equity. And in our hearts we work on righteousness. And that, so without Christ, all these people are working unrighteousness. And they all have their own agendas that they are trying to fulfill. So don't trust any of them. Love them. 
applaud them when they do the right thing. But keep in mind that they are still working for their father, the devil. That is what the Bible says about the unregenerate heart, the unsaved person, is that they are, um, their father is the devil, not God. So, and of course, the answer to that is believing the gospel, which if you don't know, you're about to know. It is when you, what is the gospel? It is when you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ's death, burial, burial, and resurrection. You believe on him for the forgiveness of your sins because he lived the perfect life that you can't live. And he died the death that you no longer have to die. And he was resurrected from the dead after three days, proving that he is in control of life and death. And that he is king of creation and only he can spare you from your wicked life. I think it's important for us now to pray, pray for our politicians, pray that they would have real heart change. I know that often I sound condescending and, I laugh at them and I mock them, but they need, they need salvation. And uh, we should bring that to them if we're believers. And so with that, guys, I'm going to end the live stream tonight. Um, it's kind of a shorter episode. And um, we just did a hypocrisy run through of the conservative party. So I will see you next week or... As always, there's always potential for another bonus episode. All right. Have a good night, guys.